the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I see my name in shiny lights, yeah, a different city every night, oh, I, I swear, the world better prepare for when I'm a billionaire. It's time to get down to business on the weekend's number one business program. Known as the king of networking, your host, Shalom Klein, has worked with thousands of entrepreneurs and created countless jobs. So, to success, let's get down to business. And indeed, we're all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here. You're on with Get Down to Business, and I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website at ShalomKlein.com. And while you're there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information you will not want to miss. So let's jump right in. I'm thrilled to be joined by Brian Smith, who is the founder and senior managing partner of IA Business Advisors, a management consulting firm that has worked with more than 18,000, that's right, 18,000 CEOs, entrepreneurs, managers, and employees worldwide. And together with his daughter, Mary Griffin, he's authored his latest book, Individual Influence, Find the I in Team. And I'm thrilled to be joined once again by Brian Smith. Brian, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks a lot for having me. Absolutely. So, you know, it's really, really interesting. I think a lot about goal setting at this time of year as we're wrapping up 2022. Um, but, you know, I know you talk in the book how goals are abstract because they're rooted in the future while intentions focus on the present. Um, so we're going to, again, talk all about your your book over here, um, which is a fascinating read, Individual Influence, Find the I in Team, where you sort of uh, share how to become your better self with everyone who you influence. So, Brian, let's start by talking about how you became so passionate about this topic and your your career which is quite fascinating and impressive indeed well thanks yeah um the book came out of our body of work which was an evolution of uh installing erp or accounting systems back in uh the 90s when they started to be put on our desktops especially in small business desktops and what was happening to our ability as humans to focus on the speed of business as it increased and uh, identifying new things like technology-induced attention deficit disorder and how that got in the way of goal settings, being in the present moment, uh, uh, realizing our influence and what getting out of that moment does to us. So you're right. uh, We believe in goal setting and intention, but we kind of want everybody to slow it down uh, to fo- refocus on themselves, not just the technology and the speed of business. Okay, fantastic. So I know that the book um, is not just a book. It's really it's part of a series, um, the I in Team series. So why did you get started in that? And I'm curious, how did you and your daughter uh, get into this process? Because that's not often that we talk about teamwork in, in a successful way as it relates to family businesses. Yeah, so, you know, our belief is that our influence uh, as humans is our greatest responsibility. 
Um, and that influence obviously came out of what I just said. Mary was graduating school, uh, her degrees in uh, English Lit and Psychology. Um, I asked her to help me from an editorial perspective, but growing up in this environment, I started the company in 96, she was born in 94, so she grew up in this environment of understanding influence and uh, self. And as we went through that process, she became more and more passionate and more and more involved in our work. And instead of just being an editor, she now helps write for our book, write for our blogs, and prepare the I and Team series for the future as we move through each aspect of it. That's great. That's great. You're listening to Get Down to Business, and I'm chatting with Dr. Brian Smith, founder and senior managing partner of IA Business Advisors and the co-author of a fantastic new read called The Individual Influence, Find the I in Team. Um, so with that word influence, you know, we talk a lot about the folks that have the big names, today's influencers. What do you think about today's influencers? Are they, are they people that we should be proud of and sort of highlighting uh, out in uh, today's culture? So obviously that's very subjective. Um, those of us who agree with them would say yes, and those of us who don't would say no. Uh, the point of our book is we all have influence within whatever area of influence we live in the present moment. So our books are about slowing our lives down and understanding what our individual influence is, where it com comes from, um, how we manage that influence, and what we do with it. And the series is about that, really, and making each of us aware of our influence and doing the best we can to be a positive influence. And yes, some of those people will be a positive influence on us and some will be a negative, but managing what that does to us is really important. Okay, so let's break out those words influence and let's talk about leadership. What makes a good leader and specifically as we talk to a business community uh, here both in Chicago and around the world who makes a great leader so to us the person that makes a great leader is somebody who actually understands the influence they have and can provide that influence in a positive way to anybody that they're responsible for and responsibility doesn't necessarily mean in charge of it could be in support of and support comes in so many different ways, um, mentorship or just as an assistant to somebody. But we are an accumulation of all of the influence up to this moment. So as a human being that has influence and has to do things to move us forward, the best leaders understand that and understand where it's taking them each step of the way. Very interesting. Okay, great. So again, um, sticking with that sort of business theme as it relates to leadership, what is the future of leadership? What are some of the things that as we have this conversation in late 2022, um, that, uh, that, that sort of maybe things have changed during, during your period of time, and especially watching your daughter as your co-author of this fantastic read, Individual Influence, Find the Eye and Team. Um, what is, what has changed? Well, I think we're seeing flatter, uh, hierarchy in organizations where, um, there's still levels of responsibility and, and le levels of decision making, but we're seeing things like accountability become more mindful uh, as humans. Discussions about culture, discussions about human interaction, discussions about uh, better communication, 
um, not just goal setting, but what do we do with those goals? How do we tactically uh, reach those goals? And, and what's the milestones in between? These are all coming to mm-hmm. light even faster as we moved into a decentralized work environment, uh, working remotely, trying to manage people remotely. We have to rely on humans to be more decisive, be more inclusive, and to take responsibility for the decisions and the influence that they have. Well, we're running out of time. And again, I've been chatting with Dr. Brian Smith, founder and senior managing partner of IA Business Advisors, who together with his daughter, Mary Griffin, has co-authored their latest book, Individual Influence, Find the Eye and Team. And I know, Brian, you've worked with over 18,000 CEOs, entrepreneurs, managers, and employees worldwide. So why do you feel now is the right time to redefine the I in individual? Well, uh, individual is so much greater than just one. Uh, our definition of individual is obviously me, myself. But when I work with you or the people in our organization towards a common goal, we are individual working towards a common goal. And so we feel that because of what's happened in the world, uh, this decentralized uh, work environment, these islands we can be placed on, understanding what individual means and the influence we have whatever that definition is at the moment is the right thing to understand now. Oh, that's great. Brian, you've shared a lot with us and I certainly come away with a greater understanding of, again, those goals as we've talked about the uh, influence and certainly uh, your perspective of leadership, which is very helpful. Um, I always leave uh, people with a takeaway and I think perhaps the best takeaway would be uh, picking up a copy of the book. So I want to make sure our listeners know how they can get in touch with you, Brian. Um, how can we find the book and how can we get in contact? So our book's available at Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, those are the two best places uh, to get it. Um, you can go to our website, iabusinessadvisors.com, and uh, follow us there. We have a newsletter. We have a regular blog. We also are very active on social, on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where we push a lot of content and a lot of uh, information about not just us, but what our peers are doing in this same space. Well, that's great, Brian. I really appreciate you sharing your expertise with all of our listeners. Great conversation, especially as we come to the conclusion of 2022, uh, and we're all looking to sort of step up and and uh, and and have a have our goals in mind and figure out how we're going to have influence, whether it's internally um, within our own organizations or externally as well. So, great advice indeed. Um, thank you so much for joining us, Brian Smith. And we've got to squeeze in a quick break here on the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. You can always get on my website shalomkline.com, and you can subscribe rate, review, and share this podcast. Get down to business on iTunes, Google, Spotify, wherever podcasts can be found. And be sure to check out our sponsors, Tom Mirabali from healthplanchicago.com for all of your health insurance and affordable care act needs. Again, his website, healthplanchicago.com. Uh, and I encourage you to definitely get in touch with him. He's a great resource for uh, for everything uh, relating to insurance. 6308 Quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. I'm thrilled to continue our conversation with Dr. Eric Kolzapple, a successful developer entrepreneur who's who's used mindfulness to transform his life and business and helps others do the same. Uh, Eric, welcome to the program. Thank you, Shalom. Thanks for having me. 
Absolutely. It's a pleasure to have you, the mindful business expert and the author of Profit with Presence. We're going to chat all about it. So, Eric, I love to get to know the person behind the microphone. How did you uh, develop your own uh, mindfulness, especially uh, in the midst of a very, very successful, very, very busy career, which we don't even have time to name all the accolades? Yeah, the... uh First was you know I was I was successful early in my twenties, uh, but my health was poor and I was not happy. I was very stressed and I you know just didn't have the uh, the feeling of success even though I had all the trappings of success. So uh, and I just had to make some changes. You know I was overweight, drinking too much. And even though I had great titles and those kind of things, I just said, you see, if I don't make some changes, I'm not going to be around here very long. So I made some changes. And one of the first things I stumbled on was yoga. And I kind of stumbled on it, but it, you know, made a difference for me. And then a couple of years later, my older brother uh, had been meditating and I watched him, you know, heal his relationship with my father. My father didn't change at all. My brother Bruce just changed. And that really intrigued me, so I tried that, and uh, that was the start of it. It was, it was really great. That's no, that's amazing. That's that's fantastic. So again, I'm chatting with Dr. Eric Holzapple, um, who has a PhD in economics, has been a real estate CEO and developer for nearly 40 years, has lectured real estate at Colorado State University for 20 years. But I really love this piece. Practiced yoga meditation for 30 years, and that's what we've been chatting about over here. So, Eric, you know, we're having this conversation with a lot of business owners. How does somebody, especially with a busy, busy life like you've held, find purpose in their lives? You know, the the thing is to realize that, you know, profit or revenue growth or any of those things aren't purpose. You know, my, my find that there's inner purposes and outer purpose. My inner purpose is, you know, to be here with you this morning or to be whoever I'm with or to be doing what I'm doing and, and to be present with that. I, can, I still have goals. I believe in visions and goals and all those kind of things. I mean, this is a, an action program that we run. But and then I have outer outer purposes, which are my doings, you know, CEO of a company or playing golf or whatever that is. But whatever that is, I want to show up and be present. And when I'm showing up and be present, I show up with an intention and a and a really an effectiveness that is unmatched. Well, that's that's great, and that's that's fantastic. So let's define this a little bit more. Um, we, you know, that term mindfulness, and again, I'm chatting with a mindful business expert. Mindfulness is thrown around so frequently, but what really is mindfulness, and how does it fit into business? Mindfulness, in one word, is focus, and not just focus on anything, but focus on what I choose to focus on. <clears throat> we have so many things coming at us from our social media accounts to advertising to the government to, you know, business things coming at us. If we if we aren't able to focus on what we choose to focus on, you know, how are we going to get accomplished what we choose to accomplish? So in one word, uh, it's focus, and that's what we really practice on, and that's essential for business, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's that's super important. So uh, you've mentioned the term service before. So how does service fit into a sound business strategy? Well, we talk in our in my book and in our program about what we call the procession effect, which is that uh, 
things move at 90 degree angles. Everything isn't head on. And this is key to understanding karma too. It's cause and effect. So uh, first of all, I'd, I'd say service is gratitude in action. And the science on gratitude is irrefutable. What it does for our brain and what it does, you know, after afterwards, we look for things to be grateful for. And service is gratitude in action, number one. Number two is what, that we take those intentional actions to help others. When we step onto that field, we meet other givers and other leaders in that work. So we go there to give and to serve, but we meet people on a whole different level. And those relationships that we form are essential for business. And we form a thicker, stickier relationship through service than we do through transactional work where we're just selling somebody something or delivering a service. I've found, you know, mm -hmm. people that have, have uh, offered me, you know, development opportunities. Uh, I've met people and had tenant opportunities, all kinds of opportunities come to me, like when we're walking for coffee or having lunch, that I've met people that trust me because they've, they've seen me and seen me show up in a service situation. So, and it's the right thing to do. Well, that's how capitalism works. You know, it's when we give of ourselves. Absolutely. Again, I'm chatting with Dr. Eric uh, Holzapple, mindful business expert. And uh, we've been chatting about uh, mindfulness. And, um, you know, Eric, you, you sort of briefly alluded to this when we started this conversation about uh, how you got started. But let's talk a little bit more about that, about how you got started in mindfulness and when did that business connection happen for you? Well, it didn't happen right away. I mean, one thing about mindfulness, it's, it's very simple. It can be started in just a few minutes a day, and it can be really private. So for years, it was private. You know, I just did my practice and came to work and did different things. And then then gradually, I would say it happened because people started noticing a difference in me, and they started asking me, uh, you know, what's going on with you? I noticed you're showing up a little differently. And then I started one at a time just sharing uh, maybe a book or a practice or something else. And then we started a seed group with just a couple of us where we met monthly at work. And before I knew it, six months later, you know, the room was full of people that were interested. They were finding less stress, uh, more meaning. And the company, you know, went on a journey and, and uh, the management crew invented a new vision for the company, invented Mindfully Creating Community. And, and uh, you know, it doesn't mean that everybody in the company meditates because they don't. But a lot of people do, and it sets the whole culture and the vibe different in the company. So even the people that aren't, you know, formally practicing are swept up in it. And uh, sure. I, I love it because then they take it home, they share it with their families, they share it with the school boards, the, the teams that they coach, churches, all those kind of things. That business is a real melting pot. Sure. I'm chatting with the author of Profit with Presence um, that's uh, being published in early 2023. Uh, Eric Holzapple is a regular speaker at public and private events and a popular guest on business podcasts. Um, so, Eric, we are running out of time, and I want to make sure that we talk a little bit about this because this is the biggest and most important question. How do you find time to run a business, teach, launch a nonprofit, and raise a family all at the same time? You know, I, I created a system I call Baseball which is, I, I, you know, getting my priorities set. Number one is my mindset. I call that home plate. I got to have my mindset right. That's why I do my mindfulness practices, my gratitude, those kind of things. 
the pitcher's life, you know, I don't know what, what's going to come out that day, what, what kind of pitch I'm going to get, a curveball or fastball, you know, a floater. You know, I really don't know, but I need to have the right mindset for that. And the first base for me is my family and friends. I make sure my family and friends are set for the day, that they have what they need for me, that I've paid attention to them. I was present. I heard that. <coughs> excuse me, I heard them. And then I say second base is work. But when I go to work, I want to make sure that my family's taken care of so I can focus 100% on work. And also I realize that, you know, I can have the greatest job in the world or all the money in the world. And if my family's a mess, you know, I'm still going to be miserable. So I, I get that priority right. And then I go to work and I focus on, I can't tell you how many people, you know, you walk down the hall or on their Facebook or texting. They haven't really handled their personal items before they show up. So then I go to work. I work 100%. And when I get my work taken care of, third base is community service. I can go and I can serve but only after my family's taken care of and after my job is taken care of. Just say, if I get that all done, it's a home run. If I can get the bases loaded, that's a grand slam. And so I get my priorities set. Eric, I make time for it all. Definitely, Eric. I've enjoyed our conversation. I want to make sure we get our listeners in touch with you so they can get a, pick, a copy of the book when it's ready um, and also just get in touch with you. Um, Eric Holzapple, how can we get in touch with you and your team? Yeah, our website is the, is the best way, livinginthegap.org, just spelled out, livinginthegap.org. All of our events, our new, you can sign up for our newsletter. There's free resources, a 21-day you know, introduction to mindfulness. There's book lists, those kind of things. And then the, the book's available on Amazon, pre-sale, Profit with Presence, under my name, Dr. Eric Holzapple. Well, I really appreciate you joining us here and Get Down to Business. We've got to squeeze in a quick break, some headlines, some commercials, um, but we're going to be back more small business jobs and entrepreneurship when we return in just a moment. Get on my website, shalomkline.com, uh, but don't touch that dial. We will be right back with lots more content, uh, advice, and information for you. You don't want to miss it. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back and Get Down to Business. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. I'm thrilled to be joined by Jason Yormark, the founder of Socialistics, um, a leading social media agency that helps businesses turn their social media efforts into real measurable results. We're going to talk more about Jason's background in just a moment. But Jason, um, what's, uh, you know, how did you catch the social media bug and learn that you could do things different? Uh, yeah, it's a good question. Um, really, um, I, I moved from Chicago to Seattle back in 2005 for Microsoft, and this is right around the time Facebook was transitioning from um, just being for schools and kind of rolling out to the general public, and it's right time, right place. Um, just kind of jumped in and helping navigate social media for, for Microsoft advertising, and ever since then, I've just kind of, my career kind of pivoted. Um, from general marketing to social media, and so I ran social media for Office for Mac and uh, spent another 10 or so years on the agency side running social media teams, running social media for a variety of different brands, and then always wanted to do my own thing, and about four or five years ago, launched Socialistics uh, to kind of navigate social media for businesses, doing it the way that I, I wanted to do, which is really focused more on real results and, and not vanity metrics. That's so cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, I know that you uh, you have a brand, The Anti-Agency, uh, which is a book, a podcast, and a couple mm -hmm. other things. We'll send people to that in just a little bit. Um, but, you know, what's the one thing, Jason, from all of your experiences that you just shared with us, and thank you for that, that you'd do differently if you were starting a new business today in late 2022? 
Yeah, I think um, the biggest thing I think uh, that stands out right now is there's so much, uh, I mean, with the pandemic and just people wanting to work from home and, and thinking about self-employment, um, there's a lot of competition in everything, basically, especially around marketing agencies. So you really have to kind of pick a lane. You got to, you got to pick uh, a niche and you can do that vertically or horizontally, right? Pick a, pick, and, and I would argue maybe even both if you want to be successful. So it's really kind of picking an area that you want to focus on, whether that's e-commerce or B2B or just like a specific industry and or a specific, um, uh, competency. So SEO, social media, um, so if you can combine those two, you can really carve out uh, a nice little business for yourself uh, by focusing on, on those specific things. Because if you try to be everything to everybody, you're going to have a real hard time with the just the amount of competition that's out there. Um, and people just have a really, you know, they just don't, there's a lot of noise. So people are ignoring a lot of email and just there's so much things that are being, they're being attacked with. You really need to speak to a specific audience if you want to get their attention and then ultimately um, be able to spend enough time with them to get them um, interested in what you do and potentially working with you. Sure. I'm chatting with Jason Yormark, um, disruptive entrepreneur and best-selling author um, and the uh, founder of Socialistics. So, uh, Jason, I know that you are that social media expert, but one of the things that um, people are using social media for is dealing with the challenges that we face today of hiring great talent. Mm -hmm. So what are some of those tactics and strategies I know that you've become somewhat of an expert on to finding and hiring great talent in a, in a crowded, like you said, crowded marketplace? Yeah, it's a great question. I was very fortunate to kind of be trained and pick up on a lot of uh, that at Microsoft. They kind of put you through the gauntlet, and I spent six months just hiring people and learning how to do that effectively. Uh, some of the tips that I would recommend for folks are, um, you know, in, it's funny, uh, LinkedIn and Indeed are really transitioning their business model in terms of how they um, allow businesses to kind of uh, market their jobs. So it's really, it's really cost-effective. You can actually post jobs on LinkedIn for free. Now, of course, they'll charge you to kind of expand your reach, but we've had a lot of success um, you know, just posting jobs for free and getting some initial um, uh, traction there. But uh, one of the biz biggest tactics that I would use that's going to really save you a lot of time is integrate a video into your process. Um, it gets really overwhelming when you have 70, 80, 100 candidates to get through and you're just not sure because a lot of people just spray and pray. They just apply to everything and cross their fingers. And those aren't the folks that you really want. You want the folks that have actually taken the time to look at the role in your company and have a genuine interest in you. So instead of having to talk to a bunch of people, because you know how it goes, you get on the phone, and for most people, within a couple minutes, you're like, no, this isn't a good fit, but you want to be respectful. So you're now you're you know wasting 15, 20, 30 minutes of your time. Have folks go and le uh, do a Loom video. Uh, ask three questions. Ask them to go record a video for you. Answer these three questions, because what that does is basically... 75% or more won't do it. So you basically save yourself a ton of time because if they're not willing to do that, then what's the, you know, you've saved yourself some time. Sure. Then you're going to get to see them. You know, how do they communicate? Are they a good communicator? You're going to know within 30 seconds in a minute, does this, does this person look prepared, passionate? Do they communicate well? Now you check that box. Now it's worth getting on a phone call with them. You saved yourself a ton of time because you've taken a, a candidate list of 70, 80, 100 down to maybe five or six. And it saves you a ton of time and it, it allows you to kind of really be efficient in your hiring practices. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, no, I appreciate you sharing your expertise, Jason Yormark. Um, I, perhaps the most important homework assignment where people can learn how they can drive real results through social media, uh, as well as talk about hiring great talent, is by getting in touch with you and listening to your podcast, Anti-Agency. So, uh, Jason, how can we do that? How can we get in touch with you and your amazing team over at, over at Socialistics? Sure. I mean, the easiest thing to do is to check us out at Socialistics.com. We have a lot of great, uh, great free resources, like you mentioned, the podcast, the book. We have this great social media app, budget calculator. We put a lot of stuff out there just to help people navigate making decisions. You can also find me at jasonyormark.com, much of the same stuff, things that I've written over the years, the book, blog posts, things that really just help people navigate marketing in an authentic way and always happy to help individuals navigate that regardless of whether they need need to hire somebody or they just need to self-learn. I'm always wanting to help people kind of make good decisions when it comes to their marketing and social media. That's awesome. Well, I've already learned a lot from our conversation. Jason Yormark, thanks so much for sharing your expertise with our listeners. I look forward to having you back on real soon. Quick break here and get down to business. The show about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We'll be right back. Hi, welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. I'm thrilled to be joined by Paige Schultz, the CEO and founder of Topango.io. And uh, Paige uh, is quite the impressive career, starting career in market research before shifting gears to performance, media buying, and audience strategy, supporting companies like 21st Century Fox. Um, some interesting, interesting stuff. But then, of course, uh, now getting started in Topango, which uh, is a technology-first reuse platform enabling closed-loop commerce for brands of all sizes. They've built the only enterprise-grade API to power reuse at scale, giving organizations the data they need to operate reuse programs that drive economic and environmental uh, return on investment. Paige, it's such a pleasure to have you. Yeah, great to be here speaking with you all. Absolutely. So thanks for uh, thanks for jumping on. So I'm really curious about your uh, sort of life story and how it's led to uh, to jumping from market research, media, to now really making uh, just massive, massive change. What what was it about uh, sort of your background that developed this interest in entrepreneurship in general and call it um, uh, sustainability and and using all the things that you've that you've learned along the way um, to, uh, to to launch Topanga with your co founders yeah definitely you know it's one of those things where it's definitely been more of a zigzag than a straight line uh, i would say common thread throughout has really been a continued interest in always understanding you know what makes people tick what makes the world around us kind of operate and go on on a daily basis um that was one thing that i really loved about marketing and market research was diving into understanding, okay, consumers will choose this product because of X, Y, or Z, or businesses operate this way because of A, B, and Z, um, and kind of continued to get deeper into that path um, and ultimately found myself kind of working in an e-commerce business where it was really on my plate to make sense of how the business operated from a systems perspective. How did product get designed, move from point A to point B, and ultimately get to a customer's doorstep? And you know, a lot of what we're doing today at Topanga is really thinking of how to redesign consumption at large and kind of understand what makes people work and what makes businesses work and blend that together to kind of build more sustainable consumption. 
Cool. Well, I'm, again, I'm chatting with the uh, with the CEO and founder of Topanga.io. We're going to chat a lot more about uh, about what specifically they do, which is amazing. But uh, but but Paige, I'm really curious about sort of your perspective about food and beverage. What does that future of consumption across food and beverage look like in perhaps let's just go with the number of five years from now? Yeah, definitely. You know, I think it's really interesting, especially within food and beverage, because I think to understand the future, we really need to look to the past. Um, a lot of what we kind of experience today when we walk into the grocery store is a very modern creation. You know, 50 years ago, things were not wrapped in single-use plastics. They were in glass bottles. They were coming from local distributors and local farmers. And I truly think that the future is going to start to replicate the past in that sense. Um, we're going to start to see a lot more um, reusable packaging, a lot more kind of local brands showing up, a lot more kind of community-oriented food and beverage versus the kind of mass supermarket world that we tend to see today. Absolutely. Okay, very interesting. So how does Topango um, fit into that future of consumption? Yeah, so Topanga's goal is to kind of help all these companies that are doing the hard work, creating the products and getting them to customers, um, be able to really benefit through reusable packaging. Um, so we are the digital infrastructure that can make the kind of milkman system of yesterday function at scale for today's world. Um, so we do that by helping organizations track and manage their reusable packaging um, so that when they put it on the shelf of a grocery store and that when a customer checks it out at the register, they have a sense that they're going to get that packaging back to better understand how they can manage their inventory and how they can really return their investment on purchasing that reusable packaging. Mm-hmm. Well, you're listening to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. You get on my website, shalomkline.com. We're chatting with Paige Schultz, uh, CEO and founder of Topango.io. And, um, you know, the, Paige, there's increasing calls for sustainability and circularity. What does this mean to you and your colleagues at Topango? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's interesting in that, you know, sustainability and circularity are words that are thrown around a lot, but not always defined. I think to us, what circularity and sustainability means is that we can design something for one purpose and it can be reused for that same purpose time and time again. So for example, you think of a reusable milk bottle. Well, it's created once and it can be reused as a milk bottle for, you know, 10, 20, 100 uses. Um, I think this is different than recycling or composting where, okay, you create something once, but then in order to get it reused, it has to be remanufactured. And there's a lot of energy and um, consumption that goes into getting that product to a state where the materials can be used again. So it's really um, a circular system that items can get repurposed and reused for exactly what they were designed to be used for to begin with. Super cool. Well, we're going to squeeze in a quick break uh, here in just a moment. But Paige, real quick, um, before we uh, come back to you, uh, how can people uh, get in touch with you if they want to learn more about your important work? Yeah, absolutely. Um, best way to do it is going through to our website, which is topanga.io, or sending me an email, which is page, like book, P-A-G-E, at topanga.io, T-O-P-A-N-G-A dot I-O. 
That's great. Paige, we're going to bring you right back in just a moment after a quick break. Um, again, continue our conversation about uh, sustainability, about uh, about circularity and the important work of Topango. We'll be right back here and Get Down to Business. Don't touch that dial. Um, you are listening to the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. You can subscribe on uh, your favorite podcast app. Don't touch that dial. Well, it's not every week that we get to chat with the founder and CEO of an amazing, amazing entrepreneurial organization that's making uh, substantial change. I've been chatting with Paige Schultz, um, who started her career in a market research role and uh, then now teamed up with co-founders Adam and Max to build Topango.io, which is a technology-first reuse platform enabling closed-loop commerce for brands of all sizes. They've built the only enterprise-grade API to power reuse at scale, giving organizations the data they need to operate reuse programs that drive economic and environmental ROI. So, uh, Paige, just as we wrap up our conversation over here, what are some of the most exciting changes you've seen when it comes to sustainability in the past few years? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that there's been a, a huge shift in this awareness that, hey, recycling isn't all it's cracked out to be. There, There's a lot of... Um, stuff that is designed to be recycled, but the systems that we have today don't work. Um, so really just a lot of innovation and understanding, okay, what we're doing right now needs to be fixed. Uh, let's kind of throw some ideas out there and try to design a better way, which is awesome to see innovation happening in an industry such as waste, where uh, it's often a little less sexy, but just as important. <laughs> That's for sure. Absolutely. Um, Paige, it's really cool to watch what you're doing and to watch the influence that you're, that you're having, um, in the, uh, in the, in the world as a whole. So what do you hope consumers, businesses, legislation begin to prioritize when it comes to moving towards circular consumption, especially as we wrap up 2022 and move into a brand new calendar year? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I s hope that they start to prioritize reuse broadly. So really understanding that um, there is huge opportunities for systems level change to support reusable packaging. Um, and I think that that is an opportunity for governments to get involved by creating infrastructure for washing facilities and pickup facilities, businesses to get involved by being leaders and kind of <laughs> charging forward on this new path of consumption, and then individuals to get involved by really demanding more from the brands and services that they purchase on a daily basis. and continuing to innovate and create new ideas that, hey, just because something is the way it is today doesn't mean it can't be improved. Sure. And just as we wrap up this conversation, Paige, just speaking to you as an entrepreneur, what are your big plans for uh, for 2023? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Our big plans for 2023 are to continue to expand Topanga's mission um, through our clients. Right now, we're working a lot within the university and higher ed segment which is awesome. Um, we're getting to work really closely with the rising generation of consumers um, and want to continue to eliminate single-use plastics at scale um, by doing our work. I'm excited by all the incredible work you're doing. So Paige, one more time, how can we get in touch with you and your, and your team at Topanga so we can watch your important progress and amazing, amazing work? Yeah, absolutely. Um, check us out at topanga.io or please feel free to send me an email directly. My name is Paige at topanga.io. 
Well, that's a wrap for us here on the show about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. We'll be back next Sunday at 6 p.m. right here on AM560, The Answer, with more guests, more content, more information that you need for your small business. Um, but I love to hear from our listeners. Again, on my website, shalomkline.com. That's where you can download, rate, review, and share this podcast um, on your favorite app, uh, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Google. We love to hear from you. We love to hear your suggestions. And we'll link to all of our amazing guests from this program um, through our website as well. And you get a sneak peek of who will be on next week. Again, on the show, all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Be sure to take a moment to get in touch with our sponsors, Tom Mirabali from HealthPlanChicago.com. You can call him, 630-863-3477, 630-863-3477, or his website, HealthPlanChicago.com. And his name is Tom Mirabali, a great uh, supporter of this program. But uh, to success, let's get down to business. We'll definitely we'll definitely talk to you next Sunday at 6 p.m. right here on AM560, The Answer. Be sure to check out and download our conversations today that we've had with these amazing guests, Brian Smith, Eric Holt. Apple, uh, Jason Yormark, and Paige Schultz. All of them and all their websites will be linked on the website, so definitely get in touch. And we'll see you next Sunday right here on AM560 The Answer. Thanks for tuning in. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.